Did you know there are questions you just can't ask your co-workers, your colleagues at work? I'm not talking about being PC on steroid type subjects. I'm talking about Privacy Act breaches. And that's what this episode of Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is all about. If you've been tasked with hiring or you're a job seeker who's considering your next move, or you're someone like me who often has to open their mouth to change feet, then this episode is definitely for you. An old vet told my father when he was a student in Glasgow, he said, uh, if you want to be a success in veterinary practice, just keep the bowels open and trust the rest to God. Nutrition's not an opinion, it's a science. They called me that weird herbal needle vet, and I I just remember thinking, well, I'm still going to do it, because I know it works, and I've got the research to back it. From reminiscences of the real James Herriot's son, to pet nutrition, to acupuncture, the Vet Podcast discusses current animal health issues from around the world. I'm veterinarian Brian Gregor from New Zealand. Just search for the Vet Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is sponsored by Vet Staff. If you've never heard of Vet Staff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency, 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vet Staff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide, from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, Vet Staff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vetstaff.co.nz Hi, I'm Julie South and you're listening to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses. This is episode 26. We're officially six months old. Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is the Kiwi Veterinary Podcast celebrating all creatures, great and small, and the fantabulous professionals who look after them all. When you're interviewing a candidate for a job, there are some questions you absolutely cannot ask and or there are things you absolutely cannot do because they're deemed a breach of someone's privacy. Likewise, there are things that you cannot ask or do or say around the lunchroom table as well. Further, because some people are somewhat more sensitive than others about some subjects, there are some topics, like I said just now, that you can't have around the lunchroom table. Back in episode 13, I talked about nine questions to ask when reference checking and the New Zealand Acts of Parliament protecting employers and employees. I'll link that show to this one on the show notes page at pawsclawswetnoses.fm. As with reference checking do's and don'ts, those same Acts of Parliament kick in with questions that you can and cannot ask at job interviews. Just to recap in case you're not familiar, those Acts are the Employment Relations Act 2000, the Human Rights Act 1993 and the Privacy Act 2020. 
To make it easy to navigate your way around the questions, I've created a matrix of the questions you can and can't ask. If you'd like a copy of that, I'm only too happy to give it to you. So please let me know and I'll email it to you. All you have to do is email me, julie at fitstaff.co.nz and I'll send it out. Obviously, if you're an employer, you want to know that a prospective employee's personal situation in life isn't going to get in the way of them working for you. Not overly get in the way. You'll need to know that they can work the hours you need them to work, including on call and after hours, and that they've got no health conditions that mean that they can't perform the way you need them to, that there's nothing going on behind their closed doors that are going to make it hard for you to run your clinic. When it comes to age, for example, you can't ask someone their date of birth unless their date of birth is to verify something else. For example, you need them to do a credit check or a criminal background check, and we'll get into more of that later. Along with not asking someone's date of birth, neither can you ask them their age or the years that they went to school. However, you can ask them about their levels of experience and skills. Here at Vet Staff, we ask when someone graduated. And we do this to verify the qualifications which are essential for positions being applied for. It's also a way of us double-checking that the information we have matches that for veterinarians of the APC. When it comes to babies, children and childcare, you cannot ask someone what future family plans they have, what childcare arrangements they have in place, whether a woman is pregnant or plans to be or not. You can't ask any of those questions. However, you can ask whether they can meet the after hours and on-call requirements of the position. Likewise, you can state the position may include exposure to harmful chemicals and x-rays, even though, obviously, under the Health and Safety Act, you're going to do all you can to to mitigate and reduce risk. There is still that exposure. Are they okay with that? Well, what about someone's health? How do you find out whether they've physically got the ability to do what you want them to do? What you can't ask them is whether they're fit, healthy, or pregnant, or like I just said before, are planning to get pregnant, or those are do not ask questions. Instead, you need to let them know the physical requirements of the position and whether they're okay and able to perform that. For example, maybe the job requires heavy lifting. Maybe it requires large animal control or walking across uneven paddocks and fields and surfaces, possible exposure to chemicals and x-rays. So you need to let them know what is required and then they can let you know whether they can perform. When it comes to credit checks, you can only do a credit check if if, if, if the position requires money handling and, but wait, there's more, and you cannot use a credit check as a means of shortlisting candidates. 
Therefore, to cover your back, the way around that is to only start any credit check process once a job offer has been made. That way, you're not using it. You're not using it as a shortlist because you've already shortlisted. So, for example, you could make the offer, the job offer, subject to a satisfactory credit check. You need to get someone's permission in writing to do a credit check on them. So make sure that this request is properly documented. And you can only do a credit check where there is due and reasonable cause to know this information. That's why the the cash handling requirement is there. When it comes to criminal convictions, an employer has the right to ask this question. Further, if there is a recent conviction, to ask for elaboration on that. In regard to physical ability, if the position requires that someone has good physical ability, like I said earlier, for navigating their way across uneven fields or paddocks, you can state this requirement in your job advertisement. When we're talking about same industry relations or marital status, under the heading of same industry relations, let's say that you have a non-compete clause in your individual employment contract that extends to to partners or spouses, or you have a no romantic relationship clause in your contracts, you have the right to ask the question, here's the wording, are you married to in a de facto relationship with or do you have a relative or anyone who works at the same organisation or elsewhere in the same industry? So you can ask that questions under the heading of same industry relations, but you need to have a reason to be asking that. However, as I said earlier, you cannot ask whether someone is married or not or what their marital status is. When it comes to the legal right to work in New Zealand, you do have the right to ask that question. You're legally obligated to make sure that somebody can legally work here. You can't ask to see their birth certificate or other documentation, though, to determine as a way around of determining their age or their date of birth. Now, asking do you have the legal right to work in New Zealand is a must-ask question. It's unlawful to employ anyone who isn't entitled to work here. You can request to see supporting evidence, such as birth certificates and passports and visas, etc., but only to ensure that they have the legal right to work here for no other information. Remember I mentioned episode 13 earlier, that's regarding reference checking, and that goes into a bit more detail, so please do check out that episode. But when it comes to reference checks, it's unlawful to disclose information about someone, for example, as a referee, without that person's express permission first. If a referee recommends you talk to someone else, you need the candidates, the job seekers, express permission to do so. You can't just casually ask somebody about someone else when you're doing a reference check. 
Make sure you have the candidates or the job seekers express permission before you start asking questions of a previous employer or colleague about them. Here at VetStaff, we had a situation recently where one of our candidates we who was offered a job with one of our client clinics thought that she had actually expressly asked or given permission for us to reference check with her immediate past employer. And it turns out that she hadn't done that. The person we were reference checking declined to provide us with a reference check because the permission wasn't given and she exercised that right. So just make sure that whichever side of the the fence you're on, you do have the permission, that you have given the permission and that you have permission to do that. How do you find out whether someone objects to working Easter on the grounds of religious belief if you can't ask them about their faith? Well, how you get around that question is, we're open on religious holidays. Would working such holidays cause any difficulty for you? If an applicant's religion prohibits them working on Saturdays or Sundays, you must adjust the shifts to suit the applicant provided such adjustment is not unreasonably disruptive to your clinic's operations. But you cannot ask them what their religious beliefs are. How about English language? You can advertise to have spoken English to a specific level and that shortlisted candidates would undergo an oral competency test. So when it comes to determine someone's English skills, you can advertise that they must meet a minimum standard and that competency would be tested or could be tested. When it comes to social media, there are things you can and cannot do there too. For example, you cannot background check someone by asking an employee or a friend of who's connected with an applicant via, for example, Facebook, their friends on Facebook or they're connected on LinkedIn to check out the applicant's profile. You cannot do that. Employers can check a candidate's publicly available social media profiles and online activity. If it's publicly available, you can do a Google search. Whatever you find is there. That's okay. I hope you found this helpful. As I said earlier, if you'd like a copy of the do's and don'ts questions to ask when you are reference checking, then I'm happy to send that to you. If you'd like a copy of this matrix that I talked about, I'm happy to send that to you as well. Julie at vetstaff.co.nz Remember last week I talked about the free lunch that vet staff was shouting one lucky clinic. You've got until midnight the 7th of May to enter your clinic. To check that out, go to episode 25 at FM and enter the drawer. Remember also to click the follow button 
wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you don't miss out on any upcoming ones, on any upcoming shows. It's 100% free and doesn't cost a cent, I promise. And talking of upcoming episodes, it's definitely worth making sure, not that I'm biased or anything, but it's definitely worth making sure that you do click that follow button because I'm looking forward to sharing the chats I've had with Dr. Francesca Brown, where she answers the question, profit and staff wellness, can we have both? in veterinary practice in New Zealand. She shares her findings from her research published in December 2020 and she's one of the business presenters at the joint NZVNA and NZVA Stronger Together Veterinary Conference in Christchurch coming up next month. As at the time of recording this episode, that's June 2021 that we're talking about in Christchurch. But wait, there's more. Also coming up, I'm super excited to be sharing the chat that I had with Dr. Brian Gregor. I have to confess to having a bit of a fangirl moment a few weeks ago when he called me. He started with, you won't know me, but I'm Brian Gregor from the Vet Podcast. Oh, I absolutely knew of him. His podcast is all grown up and has an amazing global audience. I showcased it at the beginning of this podcast and we will be showcasing it going forward. It's where his podcast is where I dream of paws, claws and wet noses growing up to be one day. So stay tuned for that episode because he's a veterinarian and a podcaster and I can't wait to share what we talked about then. Thank you for sharing the last little bit of your life with me. I really do appreciate it. Ask any podcaster and they'll tell you that sometimes it feels like you're talking to yourself, that you're talking into a vacuum. So any feedback you want to give us to any podcaster that you listen to, any comments you want to make so that we know we're not talking into an empty empty chamber is always or are always appreciated. I'd especially like to thank Sasha, Megan and Rose for their recent words of support. So thank you. Kia kaha. Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is sponsored by Vet Staff. If you've never heard of Vet Staff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency, 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vet staff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, vet staff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vetstaff.co.nz 